0: Welcome to Lily, the voice of Alice von Hildebrand. I'm John Henry Crosby, founder and president of the Hildebrand Project. Alice von Hildebrand, known as Lily to her friends, inspired audiences with her wit and wisdom in over 300 appearances on TV and radio. This podcast is a treasury of those archival recordings. This is the fourth episode in the series on Dietrich von Hildebrand's book, The Art of Living. In this conversation, Lily discusses the moral attitude of veracity and what it means to live truthfully. Now, here is Lily.
1: You know, if you look at the titles of this particular book, you're going to see that reverence is hardly ever mentioned. Faithfulness is hardly ever mentioned. Mm-hmm. Responsibility, a feeling of responsibility, is totally overlooked. Right. Now, we do speak, or we used to speak, about veracity. Now, there's something in the psalm, I believe it is 113, every man is a liar. And I recall the first time that I read it consciously, I was shocked, and I found it very offensive that I would be called a liar. In the meantime, through God's grace, Mm -hmm. I have discovered but there's a great deal of lying in oneself. It's a very painful discovery because self-knowledge is painful. You know, it's not only difficult, but it is awfully painful. Now, why is it difficult? Because my gaze is directed outside of myself. You know, right now I see your face. I don't see my own face. I see the world. I do not see myself the way that I see other objects. You know, my gaze is directed outside of myself. And for this reason, it is very easy for me to perceive the defects or the mistakes or the failures of others. And very difficult to perceive my own. Uh, If I have a very ugly nose, I don't feel it, and I don't spend my my day in front of a mirror, but someone else has an ugly nose, I will immediately notice it. Now, the same thing is true of our moral faults. When someone lies, when someone is dishonest, when someone cheats, I will immediately notice it and chant him. But I need a lot of courage to turn towards myself, shed the light in this direction, and then discover that the weaknesses that I criticize so severely in other people are also in me. Now, therefore, self knowledge is so difficult to attain, not only because, so to speak, I have to make a contrary and look at myself as an object, but because it is infinitely painful. Mm -hmm. You know, all of us would like to have some sort of admiration for ourselves. I mean, this is so typical of human vanity that we'd like to look up to ourselves and say, well, I'm after all, you know, I'm pretty good. I mean, obviously I have a few weaknesses here and there, but all in all, I'm rather outstanding. Of course, I'm not like other people, you know, the Pharisee (laughs) as opposed to the publican. But once you have this courage through grace to look at yourself, there's one virtue that you learn, humility. And humility implies precisely that I know myself as God knows knows me. me. And this is why we're going to discover that already among the Greeks, it was always said, know thyself. And this was, of course, a very limited view of oneself because in order to know myself truly, I need to know God and then I have the sort of key to my own misery and sinfulness, and you know, the way that I cheat myself and that I cheat other people. Unfortunately, lying is spreading in this world like wild fire. You know, suppose that for one moment I just mentioned the sad topic of politicians. Now, when a politician says something, the chances that it is true are very, very small indeed. You know, it seems to me that there's some sort of official acknowledgement that a politician has a right to lie. Mm -hmm. And so this is why we trust them less and less. And I mean, you can truly see we've reached some sort of moral crisis in the United States because, you know, let us say the respectability of the government Mm -hmm. is going down the drain. Now, there are three main types of lying. There might be very many more, but I'm just going to mention three because that's all that my husband limits himself to. I thought you wanted to say something, Dr. Seeley. Type number one, the artful liar. The one who makes of lying a sort of major field. You know, because he discovers that in order to have his way, in order to get what he wants, the fastest, and the easiest way is to lie. Now, in fact, some people are very good at lying, but they do not realize that one lie inevitably leads to another lie that leads to another lie that leads to another lie. And this is something that you discover when you see, to see that someone has murdered another person and denies that he's a murderer. And then this leads him to another lie and then at one particular moment, he's likely to get caught. Now, of course, these people sin gravely, Why? because lying is essentially a lack of reverence.
0: Now, now I want to say something. I won't mention names, but uh, this goes back a number of years. But a friend of mine whose, whose father was a merchant, he told, his, told my friend, his son, that it's all right to be a liar, but you have to be a good one.
1: To be a liar, very,
0: you got to be smart because yes, you right. keep coming. it is I mean, it's very, just,
1: uh, very difficult because yeah. you have to remember all the lies yeah, that you've oh, told and not to contradict it's a, it's yourself. It's
0: Much easier to be honest, you know. I mean, it's, uh, uh,
1: but, I mean there you can say honesty is the best policy, and not to lie is also the best policy. But I mean, obviously, <laughs> the very moment you find yourself, you find yourself in a difficult situation, mm-hmm. and if you tell the truth, you're going to be punished or you're going to suffer the consequences. Of course, the temptation to lie is very great. I mean, you see that in little children, they have stolen candies Mm -hmm. and they know they're going to be punished if they acknowledge it, you see, so they lie. Mm -hmm. You know, how many of us would dare stand up and say, I've never told a lie in my life. You know, even small little lies here and there, you know, we tend to do that. It's a self-protection and it is simply yielding to the temptation of finding an easy way out of difficulty. Now, basically lying is evil at all times. Why? Because it's a lack of reverence for the dignity of being. When something is, and I I refuse to acknowledge that it is, and I do as if it were not, the sin is essentially a sin of irreverence. Mm -hmm. This is something which is hardly ever mentioned. Usually people are going to say, you cannot cheat other people. This is not, it's one of the reasons why lying is evil. It's not the most essential reason, because there are cases when people probe into my own life in a way which is totally illegitimate. And in that particular case, I may not lie, but I can put them off, Mm -hmm. you know? And this is something that happens when you read, is it the life of Saint, Saint Athanasius? who was persecuted and sought by his enemies. And he met someone and said, well, have you seen him? He said, he's not far from here. And then they started looking for him in another direction and he escaped. You know, he put them off, but obviously this was not a lie, but he he deceived them Mm -hmm. and deception can be legitimate. And therefore we've got to realize the lie is essentially against God, not primarily against other human beings, even though there are cases when a person is entitled to the truth, the parents have a right to know what their children has to have done. Mm-hmm. And in this particular case, there's also an offense of the dignity of another person that you cheat. Mm-hmm. Now, therefore, lying is something which is a great classical temptation for human beings wounded by original sin. But what is so interesting about the chapter on, on veracity that my husband wrote is that he speaks about two other forms of lying, which are usually overlooked. You know, the first one that we mentioned is something that is spoken about. but The second one is much more subtle, and for this reason, more difficult to detect. And this is self-deception. That we we lie to other people primarily because first we lie to ourselves. And why do we lie to ourselves? Well, for the very plain reason that once again, we don't like certain things about ourselves. And so what we have to do is to talk ourselves into saying it is not so. In some way, you can say that self-deception is a classical human temptation. That I do not know who I am because I do not want to know who I am. And I mean, this is why it is something very sad and very depressing sometimes. Our enemies are much more clear-sighted about us than we are ourselves. And when an enemy of man, you know, says something very nasty about him and say, well, obviously he's my enemy, but maybe he has seen something that I've covered from myself because it is so painful to do so. Hence the amazing humility of saints. I recall reading in the life of St. Teresa of Avila, a saint for whom I have a very particular devotion that she said, yes, I'm criticized very much But he says, none of the criticism does justice to my imperfection. Hmm. Now, this Hmm. is a very Hmm. saintly Hmm. thing to say because usually I'm going to say, well, obviously I know I have this and that weakness, but these people exaggerate my mistakes to such an extent that it is totally unfair and I can reject it. And then my husband refers to a third type of lying, which is so subtle that they're truly going to turn to psychology to understand it. And this is not lying in words. It is lying in one's being. Mm -hmm. That somehow, instead of accepting to be myself, and I don't know if people listening to the show have discovered how difficult it is to accept myself, to be myself with all my limitations, all my imperfections, all the things that I do not like and would not have chosen. And then what these people do is to, they start playing a role. They start doing as if they were someone else. There's something so artificial in their way of talking, in their way of behaving, in their way of making choices and decisions that somehow you feel it's always off tune and you cannot pin them down to something which is an outspoken lie, but it is very much as if their being were lying. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is something which is so tragic because they do not know it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in some way, you tell at least the artful liar knows that he's lying. Yeah. Self-deception this is a sort of half light, half obscurity. But when it comes to this third type, these people do not know at all that they're truly, their behavior, this very being is a lie. Now, what's you know, a
0: good word for the third type? What is it? Uh,
1: well, you can say, uh, ungenuineness okay. or metaphysical line. <laughs>
0: ungenuineness, I go for that one. You know, something
1: <laughs> ungenuine. I mean, it's right, just, it's yeah. off tune. it's yeah, false. It's, right. And you know, for example, these people are always going to, to reflect public opinion. What one said, pre- pretending or claiming that it is their own production. I mean, suppose that uh, some new stupidity is invented, immediately they will endorse it because one says so, and they believe that it is genuinely something that they themselves have thought of. Now, let us compare this to veracity, to truthfulness. And in order truly to understand the importance of this great virtue, let us keep in mind that we Christians know that Christ is the truth. And therefore, every form of lying everything which is inaccurate, every way of cheating, cheating to oneself or to others, is an offense of him who says, I am the truth. Now, one of the things that I've never heard in my education, you know, I've been told, do not lie. But I have not been told or not been told enough what my husband keeps repeating. Let us pray every single day that God gives us the grace of being truthful. You know, we have to pray for it. We are not going to get it right. without it making, be begging for God. Mm-hmm. And then, if we do get it, we know that it is His grace and His mercy, because every man is a liar.
0: Thank you for listening to Lily, the voice of Alice von Hildebrand. We hope you enjoyed this episode. New episodes of Lily are released every week. Please share our podcast with your friends and family, and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to support the production of this podcast, we invite you to become a monthly donor or to give a one-time gift. To donate, please visit hildebrandproject.org forward slash giving. For more information and updates, follow The Hildebrand Project on social media and sign up for our newsletter in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and helping support the legacy of Alice van Hildebrand.